You drive me crazy. I just can't sleep. I'm so excited. I'm in too deep. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, the podcast where Matt and Todd watch a Netflix top 10 movie, and then we call each other on the old internet, and we talk about it, we record it, and it gets funneled into your ears and into your brain, and hopefully everything's good. I am Todd Dover. And I'm Matt Malloy, and thank you for starting us off with a little Britney Spears, Todd. Always appreciated. I'm not sure if I've done that song before, but it was fitting for this movie. Correct. There is a a bit of a tie-in there. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to be talking about the movie that just came out called Deadly Illusions. Deadly Illusions. It is... Yeah, it just came out, and... uh, when we were, I originally looked at it, I was like, Kristen Davis, why does that sound familiar to me? Yeah. And then I found out she was in Sex and the City. She was one of the main people, in fact. Right. Now, yeah, when you, I had the same thing of like, why do I know that name? And then when I, you first see her on screen, I'm like, oh, yeah, Sex and the City girl. Yeah. Not Miranda, not Samantha. Those are the only names I know, so... I believe her She's... character's name was Caroline, I think. Mm. But um, aside from her, there's one other person who I wouldn't quite put in the famous category, but there is an interesting fact. And that okay. is Greer Grammer, who plays Grace, is sure. the, the daughter kind of, of the lead. I don't know. Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer? Yes. Oh, nice. It's true. So, yeah, she doesn't have many credits to her name right now. No, she doesn't. She did some like TV shows and stuff, but um, yeah, <clears throat> her claim to fame is Kelsey Grammer as her daddy. Sure. And then uh, Dermot Mulroney. Yes. His most famous role is My Best Friend's Wedding. My Best Friend's Wedding, which yeah. was Agreed. quite a while ago at this point. Yeah. Um, so he was also in Young Guns, which is a favorite of mine, but even, even more of a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. So he hasn't, uh, he hasn't done too much. I, he definitely is one of those guys where I, like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, that guy, like, that's it. I didn't really follow it up. I just was like, oh, that guy, that guy. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. So anyway, that's that's kind of it for for famous people. It's not a huge cast anyway, but uh, true. Uh, I would say the we're low on star power with this film. Well, and I think, and I I could be definitely wrong, but we some of these newer movies we keep watching, the cast keeps shrinking, and in my mind, I'm like, is that because they filmed during COVID? Like, so they kept it on, like, a short, tight cast, hmm. and that was it, or, I don't know. That was my thought. I could definitely be wrong. This could this movie could have been filmed five years ago, and it finally came out. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Hard to say. Hard to know. I guess we could, we could figure it out if we really wanted to, but... I'm not that pressed about it. I'm not either. So, 
let me move on to, to giving you the spoiler-free plot of this movie. Yes, please. So, so you've got uh, the main character, Mary Morrison, played by Kristen Davis, is a famous writer, and she's made a lot of money, and then she is convinced to write another book. And she's got, like, this series that she's working on, and so this would be another book yes. in the series. She had kind of given up writing and was just living off, living the life. She's very rich. Her family's very rich. So um, she's married to this guy, Tom, who's Tom. played by Dermot Mul Mulroney. They've got two kids. And so she's been doing like full-time mom stuff for a while. And as she's going back into being, writing another book, um, she decides to hire like a nanny type person. Um, yeah. And that's where Greer Grammer's character, Grace, comes in to the movie. She's one of one of many uh, many young women who are interviewed for the position of nanny and she's the one who works out. And then uh, so it's a great fit for a while and then uh, there's a lot of weird uh, sexual stuff that happens uh, mm -hmm. between Grace and Mary Morrison. Um, so they have sort of something going on, but you're not quite sure because it seems like maybe it's in uh, Mary Morrison's mind. Yeah. Yeah, and they sort of... They sort of play that out through the rest of the movie as like, what's real, what's not real? Because the character Mary Morrison is like, oh, well, when I'm writing, I get really like into details and stuff and my mind goes places and I have trouble like telling fantasy from reality or whatever. So you're, right. you're not 100% sure what exactly is going on. Um, but then uh, later in the movie... Mary Morrison's best friend, Elaine, uh, turns up dead, and the police mm -hmm. think that Mary did it, basically. And so then everything has to unravel, which I will not unravel for you, but there's a lot of unraveling that happens. You gotta unravel it on your own. Yeah. You can't do it for you. You gotta, you gotta do that by yourself, because we're not spoilers here. And, yeah, uh, yeah so... Uh, there's a, a few twists and turns from there, but basically you figure out almost certainly what's been going on, um, by the end of the movie. And then they have to throw one little thing in there at the end that makes you question everything. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of thought it was pretty definitive, but I don't know. I guess that's open to interpretation. Yeah. Um, so that's what it's about <clears throat> Todd what are your thoughts on deadly illusions well I was excited for this movie based off our you reading me the tagline and stuff like that <laughs> and what I got was the most sexual made-for-TV movie that I've ever seen, I think, 
it is. I mean, I guess it technically is made for TV, but I mean those movies that used to be like on NBC or whatever, like a made for TV movie. It just, I, I don't know. Like, I, it never hit its stride with me. Um, the acting's pretty okay, I think. Like, I don't, I don't think anyone was super, super bad, but I don't know. I was, I was really looking forward to like a good suspenseful thriller. And they definitely tried the efforts there. I just don't think they really, they really connected, not just with me, but they didn't connect. They, they weren't firing on all cylinders. Whatever other cliche thing I can say about this movie, um, I think they, uh, where I think they went wrong is I think they really, really played into the mystery part too well. Like everything with the main character and is this in my head or is it not didn't really fit with me. Like, and uh, it was just super sexual too. (laughs) Like I was not prepared with how sexual it was going to be. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I think at the end of the day, I was not a fan. Like, um, it tried, it just kind of didn't, didn't hit the mark with me, um, without being able to like fully go into every little like twisty turn or whatever, <clears throat> it just, it felt like they were shooting too far. Like they were trying to hit a three pointer when they should have just made a layup. Like if you, they have just like calmed things down a little bit and didn't make it too much like too out there and stuff like that, I think you would have had a nice suspenseful movie. Almost almost like the movie The Hand That Rocks the Cradle all those years ago or whatever, where, you, you know, you got the nanny coming in, things start to get steamy, you don't, you know, what's kind of going on? Like, are people having affairs with each other? Like, but this whole, like, subplot of the main character's line, and she says it so many times in the movie... When I write, things get weird with me or whatever. It just doesn't, it didn't play with me. I just was like, what does that mean? Like, why, why does that happen when you write? I don't know. We didn't get much thought into it. There's also a subplot, and this is not a spoiler because it happens in the beginning of the movie. There's a subplot where the, the husband, like, lost half of their fortune or something like a nest egg or whatever something happens with it where the husband made a bad deal or something that plays into i think why she did this other book but they don't really dwell on it that much it's like it's talked about at the beginning of the movie and then it maybe it's brought up a little bit later in the movie then that's it when that seems like a pretty important plot to kind of you don't know what the husband does for work you don't know how he lost the money. It's just like kind of thrown in there and it wasn't, it just wasn't tackled enough for me. So I don't know. I, I mean, I guess if you got time and you want to watch this movie or maybe you're a huge fan of sex in the city and you're like, I got to support this woman, go for it. But this was pretty skippable to me. Um, you know, if you if you like a good suspense and you want to try it out, go for it. But it didn't hit the mark with me. And I'm eager to hear about whether or not we are on the same side this week, Matt, or we are at odds with each other. So I'll turn it over to you. My my vote is skippable. 
But if you got plenty of time and you want to waste some time, then sure, watch it. Matt, what did you think? Well, uh, <clears throat> I think that so I haven't read a real romance novel. I don't think ever. But if you were to turn <laughs> a romance novel, or at least my uh, my perception of what a romance novel is, into a movie, I think this would be the movie. That's a good. That's a really great statement. I think that my, you just blew my made-for-TV <laughs> movie quote out of the water here with that. You're absolutely on the money with that with that statement. Yeah. So that being said. Uh, I I didn't think this movie was good at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, right. I, you know, I, I I I guess I didn't I didn't think the acting was very good either. Um, sure, there was some weird direction. I noticed this a lot at the beginning of the movie. There was a lot of of I assume it's weird direction because almost every character was doing it. At the beginning of the movie, everyone was like making this little noises, like mm, interesting. Uh, mm, hey. Oh yes, like, okay, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time, everyone was doing it, and it was just like, why, why are you doing that? Stop doing that. Act like a normal yeah. person. Um. So that was weird. And then yes, yeah. This... The, the only believable acting part of this movie was the kids acting like kids, correct? <laughs> Playing games and stuff. Yes, the kids, <laughs> the the twin boy and girl, uh, did a fine job. But the main adult grown up folks, uh, it was it was not very good, um, and and the story. It felt like the story was not there wasn't enough story told. There was just these events that happened and then you kind of had to do some work on your own in your mind as to how, like how they were all connected and oh that makes sense because of this. Well, not really. Like it's clear that the the husband losing half of the nest egg was just a plot device to make the writer who didn't want to go back and do more writing, go back and do more writing. Cause she was like, Oh right. wow, we need the money. I guess I'll be a writer again so we can have this movie. Yay. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of problems with this movie. You're right. Made for TV movie is, is, uh, it's a good analogy as well. Um, thank you also for using a basketball analogy, Todd, during March Madness. Yeah, you're welcome. All the I'm not even that much of a basketball fan, but yeah, I was really trying to narrow down how I felt. <laughs> that was the first <laughs> thing that popped in my head. Of, I think it's important that some movies know know their place in the world. Like, I don't think anyone read this script or signed on to be a part of this movie and was like, we are going to set a new trend with this movie or we're making history or whatever. Like, you know, if you're going to make a movie and, and like, but you know, it's like, you know, uh, whatever, just, I don't know, play to the strengths of the movie and, and do that. But they just, they overshot it by so much. They were trying to do so much more. I'll say it again. 
Less is more sometimes with movies. Like, if you just simplify it a little bit, it would have been much better. Yeah, less is more. Well, uh, I would say the only people who should watch this are people who like romance novels. If you like that, go ahead and watch this movie because... There's probably a big audience for that. So (laughs) maybe they did exactly what they wanted to do. Right. Unfortunately, we're not that audience, so no, you're not gonna no, no, no. you're not gonna win with us. Anyway, yeah, so that's where I'll leave leave my thoughts as uh, <laughs> not not good, not good at all. Um, okay, how many? How many? Slashes to the stomach with a knife. Would you give this movie zero to five? Which was one of my ha- like hated scenes in this movie because it just was pretty unbelievable to me that someone's getting sliced in the stomach and after the first kind of cut, they're just like they were barely fighting. It just was it was bad. It was not a good scene. I was laughing through it. Yeah. So, um, obviously, five cuts is the best. Zero cuts. That's not good. Nothing's happening then. It's not really a fight. That's right. It's not. It's not good. <laughs> well, uh, I, there were a lot of cuts to the stomach that the uh, that the husband endures in this movie. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with one point three cuts to the stomach. Mm. To me, uh, this movie was trash. So yeah, it's not going to get out. We were so close to being on the money. I'm I'm at a one. I'm like, (laughs) you're not going to get below a one because you're not cats. You know, I didn't like absolutely hate watching this movie, but it definitely didn't hit the mark with me, and it's not good. But I'm not, you know, I feel like the, the below ones to me are, are saved for movies that I am very frustrated with. So Fair while enough. it wasn't good, I wasn't mad. Uh, there's <laughs> another movie we did got a low rating for me, and I can't remember what it was, where I was mad that I watched it. Mm. Oh, there have been it. several movies oh, the, that have made Was it mad. The Master, maybe? Uh. Yeah, you were you were pretty upset about that one. Yeah, I was pretty salty. There was something recently where you were like, "I'm mad I watched this." Mm. I can't remember, but I think they make for the best uh, podcast. Yeah. So, you know, my my torment is other people's entertainment. That's right. Well, wow. so. well, that's gonna put our average slashes to the stomach at a one point one five out of five uh so Mm -hmm. like like i said skip this movie it's garbage unless you like romance novels then it's perfect for you it's uh it's it's sexy at times some steamy going on like yeah absolutely so uh I before we wrap up, I will reveal the next movie we're gonna watch, Todd. Sweet. What do we got going on? Here's what we got going on. We've got a Netflix film called Okay. 
Operation Varsity Blues, the college admissions scandal. <laughs> okay. This is a, I think, I don't know if it's an actual documentary, but it's, uh, it's based on real events for sure. Is it the, what real events are they based off of the, is it the, uh, rich people buying their way into the school yeah. or is it like a football thing? Okay. Yeah. So we got we got Aunt Becky from Full House. Uh I mean she's not she in was it, part but she was that. one of those yes, people. Correct. Yes. yes. She did go to jail for it, but I don't think she's still in jail. Yeah, the varsity blues part of it, that was the actual name of the FBI operation <laughs> was called Varsity Blues. Which is a, uh, a nice reference to uh, a, a good, a good football team movie. A, cert, a football movie that you enjoy. <laughs> yes, Dawson was uh, in it. Yes, he's your boy. My boy Dawson. Well, alrighty. Well, that's gonna wrap up <laughs> this episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, where we watched Deadly Illusions. And didn't like it. Um, but thank you anyway for listening to this podcast. You didn't know True. that we would like it. True, and we hit 3,500 downloads uh, this week, I think. Very recently. That's a, that's a milestone, yeah. And this is the 100th movie that we've reviewed. Yes, yes. I was like, how can that be true? Because I just got the message that we did our 100th podcast. But one podcast was the Corona update. That's right. Not about a movie. Nice. So Not about a movie. I'm sad that Deadly Illusions is our 100th movie reviewed. But, <laughs> hey, you take the good, you take the bad. You take it all, and there you have the facts of life. Da, da, da. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Please keep listening. See you later. Da 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 da